Selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Learning about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Do you know, hey Daryl, there's all kinds of things going on, but a, a special shout out and a thank you to you because months ago you helped me redo my morning ritual, which you know I get up at dark thirty in the morning. But over the last couple of weeks, it's been inspirational quotes. It's been inspirational messages. It's been journaling. So thank you because it's been rubbing off. But real quick. I was on a call because it directly ties into our podcast guest that, that we're going to just, I can't wait to bring on. I'm on a call last week, Daryl, and this person goes, you know, I really love what you guys are doing. It's selling from the heart. You're creating a movement. And I said, well, it's our mission at selling from the heart to bring authenticity to the forefront. So to our listeners, there's a hint behind mission and so forth, but a special shout out back at you, Daryl. Oh man, it, I I love that, Larry. And uh, if any, if you've motivated me in any way, it's to get up early. I just don't know <laughs> if I'm ever going to get up as early as you do. But, hey, win the morning and win the day. That is uh, so spot on. And actually, that's going to tie really well into our con our uh, conversation today. You do not want to miss today's episode. I'm so excited uh, to introduce our guest here shortly. But before we do. Uh, just a huge shout out to everybody in the Selling from the Heart community. So many of you, we get to interact uh, in the insiders group. We get to take deep dives into the topics we talk about here on the podcast. We get up close and personal with a lot of our guests. And more than anything, just the camaraderie and the community of high-performance sales professionals and leaders in that group is incredible. And uh, we want to invite you to join it. In fact, uh, if you go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders or text the word heart to 21,000, that's heart to 21,000. We'll give you some information on how, as a podcast listener, you can actually participate in that group for the first 30 days on the house completely free. So, and by the way, speaking of uh, just uh, awesome companies, people, friends, partners, we got to give a shout out at the beginning here to our friends at BombBomb who are making uh, rehumanizing business possible with an incredible platform that uh, I just absolutely love to use. And I'm amazed at the response I get every time I send a video, Larry. Oh, it's incredible. From the very first time I met Ethan Butte and he drops faceless communication on me, I go, Jason, or Jason, excuse me. I'm, I'm so focused in on bringing Jason. I go, Ethan, I go, faceless communication. This is what it's all about, right? Is rehumanizing business through the power of video. Yeah, we've got to rehumanize business. And to help us in that direction, we've got a quick word from our sponsor. And Ethan's going to educate us. And then we're going to introduce our guests. It's <laughs> going to be a fantastic day on Selling from the Heart. To sell from the heart is 
to rehumanize your business. Hi, my name is Ethan Butte, and along with my good friend Steve Passanelli, I co-authored Rehumanize Your Business. And when Larry and Daryl were kind enough to host me on the Selling from the Heart podcast to talk about Rehumanize, we were instantly connected. And it's because we have something very important in common, and I probably have it in common with you too, and that is a strong, strong preference for authenticity honesty and sincerity throughout the sales process. Not just hitting the number, but hitting the number in the right way, in a way that we can be proud of and in a way that makes our customers want to come back again and come back for more and come back with a friend or a referral or a recommendation as well, right? We want to sell from the heart and something that can help you do that, something that can help you connect and communicate with people in a way that allows them to feel your sincerity is bomb bomb. BombBomb allows you to reach out with videos instead of faceless digital communication. Simple webcam and smartphone videos in emails, in LinkedIn messages, in Slack messages, in text messages from Salesforce, from BombBomb, from Gmail, from our mobile app. So many different ways to do it. And it's all available to you. Two weeks, no credit card information required, absolutely free at BombBomb.com slash heart. That's B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B. Dot com slash heart. I know you'll enjoy it. And more importantly, I know that the people you reach out to will enjoy it as well. Try it free today. Awesome. So Love good. our friends at Bomb. So well, uh, speaking of heart, speaking of passion, uh, we have got a guest today that is uh, going to be pure dynamite. So Larry, why don't you introduce our friend Jason and let's dive in. Uh, I, I can't wait to introduce Jason. But before I introduce Jason Van Camp, I'm going to tell everyone, grab a couple sheets of paper, grab a pen, special shout out to Scott McGregor. I met Jason in a group uh, last year that Scott McGregor had put together just of a bunch of kindred spirits, thought leaders, professionals. And I heard Jason's story and Scott encouraged me. He goes, you got to go get Jason's book, Deliberate Discomfort. I went and I got his book and literally I could not put the book down. Jason's a decorated green beret. He served our country with pride, with passion. And with a purpose, Jason Van Camp, it's an honor, absolute honor to have you on Selling from the Heart. Larry and Daryl, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Guys, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to be here. You guys, amazing introduction. I'm excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. Well, before we dive into this topic about deliberate discomfort, and I absolutely love this book, <laughs> I do have to ask you the question that every guest on Selling from the Heart answers, and that is this. Jason, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Okay, great question. <laughs> you prepped me for it two minutes ago, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it quite a bit. <laughs> hey, nothing like getting put on the spot, Jason, right? No, I love it. Give me those questions. Keep those are the ones that uh, really let you know what you're, what's in your head. And, and what does it mean to sell from the heart? I, I guess my answer is, well, what's in your heart? Mm. You know, what's in your heart? What do you care about? And for me, I care deeply about helping people, you know, and if you're running a business, you got to make money or else it's just a hobby. So I'm also about making money and I'm also about doing epic things. And that's the culture that I've established at Mission Six Zero, my, my company, leadership development firm. You know, we help people, we make money, we do epic things. That's what we are. That's who we are. That's what we do. And so I would ask, ask you what's in your heart. You know, like, do you really, truly care about people? Do you want to help people? 
Do you want to make money? Are you afraid to ask for that money? Right? Do you want to do something epic and profound? Do you want to find your gift and give that gift away? Because I think that's the purpose and meaning of life. You know, is to find your gift and then once you found it, you give it away. Um, I tell you also that when you talk to the boss of any organization, you'll find that they have an easier time selling their product really more than anybody else in their company. And a lot of times they come to me and they're like, why is it so much easier for me to sell and find clients than it is for the people that I've hired to find it? Well, it's because it's your baby. It's your business. Your business is you. You know, it's easier to sell you than it is to sell somebody else. And so if you can, you know, kind of absorb your company culture and make it your own, you know, you're going to be successful selling. Yeah, I, Jason, I really like what you said when you said what's in your heart, because we're big, big, huge believers at selling from the heart that the inner work we do fuels the outer success. It's the work that you do on your heart, your mind and your body. And we must bring to the forefront a healthy heart. And it just goes right back to what you just said. What's in your heart? Yeah, that's the first question I would ask you. Sell from the heart. OK, what's in your heart? What are you mm. selling? So. Hopefully that's a good answer for you, man. It's a fantastic <laughs> answer. answer. So it's all good. Yeah. And this, uh, I mean, I love, I really have enjoyed your book and the concept of deliberate discomfort. Um, you know, it is, uh, first of all, making a parallel between the incredible um, heroic exploits and the work that you've done in service of our country and sales seems a little trite at some levels. So, with that and, and from the bottom of our heart, thank you for that. But at the same same time, what I really like about the sales profession and very similar to leadership as well is this is a group of people that um, has said, I want to be better. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're in sales and you're not committed to becoming a better version of yourself, um, better at your craft, better at your trade. You're not going to last very long in this profession. You're only going to be modestly successful. But the high performance sales professionals that are listening in are the type of people that have put themselves in deliberate discomfort and recognize the value of that. And uh, I'm curious, you know, when you look at at this topic of deliberate discomfort, uh, like. Where did that begin? Where did this whole concept begin for you? Where did where did it all kind of come out? And you go, you know what? I've got to choose to put myself in an uncomfortable place if I want to get ahead. It's a profound truth of life. You know, the Stoics taught it years and years, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago. Even before that, other mm -hmm. cultures were practicing it. And uh, I think it gets away from us um, in this day and age where we seek comfort, you know, and we want to place ourselves in safe spaces and we don't want people to say things or do things or trigger us. I think that's the opposite approach, you know, to being successful in life because you can't control other people. You can only control yourself mm -hmm. and things are going to happen to you. Hard things are going to happen to you. Tough times are going to happen to you. And you might as well be proactive and choose the hard times before the hard times choose you. Now, I'm not talking about forcing people into discomfort. I'm talking about intentionally, voluntarily, deliberately placing yourself in those uncomfortable positions so you can learn and you can grow and you can improve. And that's how you become a stronger person, not by avoiding or running away or uh, just telling someone else that they can't act or say something 
You know, it doesn't work like that. You know, and, and for whatever reason, our country is just sort of adopting this this weak mindset and it's, it's infuriating. Do you think, you know, the first word that comes to mind is do you think it has anything to do with safe? It, it's just a safe choice because getting dis, just getting uncomfortable, sometimes it's difficult, but yet we just choose to be safe because. It, it, uh, yeah, I don't think safety in and of itself is a bad word. I think we should all seek for safety. I think it's the, the ease of it. It's easy. You know what I mean? And, and not always, but oftentimes easy is, is wrong. It means that you're taking shortcuts or you're not putting forth the effort. And if you're not putting forth the effort and you're not learning and you're not earning and you're not growing, you know, you got to learn before you earn. You know what I mean? Especially in the sales world. And if, if you're not doing that, you're just hoping that things will just happen for you. Then you're, you're hoping for a disaster because it's not going to work that way, at least in most cases, you know? Yeah. I love the line, choose the hard things before the hard things choose you. That is, uh, that is, that about sums it up here. And I'm, I'm curious um, if you, and, and we have uh, talked with a lot of leadership experts on the Selling from the Heart podcast, because we at heart believe that sales professionals are leaders. Their job is to influence and motivate change and to, you know, develop relationships of trust. Um, if you're, if you're thinking from the perspective of a salesperson being a leader, what are some of the areas where we should voluntarily and proactively submit ourselves to discomfort? That's a great question. And we have a lot of clients that are sales people on some level and they, they love the idea of deliberate discomfort because it's their life. You know, they have to put themselves in those positions so that they can mm -hmm. be successful. You know, and, and I tell People come to me all the time and they, and they say, Jason, just just motivate me. Can you just motivate me, please, and just give me something? And I, I tell them all the time, whether they're professional players, you know, in football, NFL, or Major League Baseball, or, or they're salesmen or they're CEOs, I said, guys, I can't motivate you. I'm not going to try. I'm only going to inspire you to motivate yourself because that's the only true motivation. You know, is self-motivation because I'm not going to be there 24 seven. I can't hold your hand. I can't get you out of bed in the morning. I can't, you know, mentor you or guide you or, or, or urge you to do things all the time. I can only give you that inspiration, plant that seed so you can do it yourself and you can act. And so we look at it like inspiration leads to motivation, which leads to action. And then a lot of times I tell folks is, you know, if you can't get inspired and if you're not motivated, then just do something. And that's sort of my catchphrase is do something about it. And when you just start something, when you're just in the in just acting in movement, whether it's just a half-assed effort or whatever it is, when you're moving, when you're acting, when you're doing something, all of a sudden in the course of doing it, you eventually will get inspired. You will eventually get it going. It's a lot of times when I go to the gym in the morning, it's like, oh, man, I'm not feeling it today. I don't want to do anything. Just get on that treadmill and just do a small little jog. And I'm jogging for a minute or two minutes. Really don't want to be there. Not really into it. Not running hard or fast or anything. But I'm moving. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better about myself. I'm feeling a little bit better about the workout today. Okay, I'm, I'm warmed up a little bit. Okay. Okay, what do I want to do today? What do I got on the agenda? 
And all of a sudden, it's a, it's a hell of a workout, even though I didn't want to start out that way. And I tell people to do that all the time is, is just start, act, do something, because action inspires inspiration, which leads to motivation. So it's sort of a circle is the way that I look at it. No, it, it, it's so good because it's the small steps. I'm always telling people it's the small forward steps that you take every single day. And I, and I always say with action, right? Because nothing happens without propelling yourself forward. You have to take action or you can't grow. It just, I don't think those two things go hand in hand. But there was a, there was a great quote I heard not too long ago and it said, growth and growth and discomfort or growth and comfort do not coexist. That's right. Yeah, that's a great quote. I'm not sure who said it, but um, I, I've seen that before and it's absolutely 100% true. It's a great way to look at things too. So physically, um, we need to put ourselves in a place of discomfort, that going when we don't want to go, taking that first step. What are some other ways that you challenge leaders to step into discomfort? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great question. So a lot of what we teach, the curriculum that we teach is was derived from our experiences in the military, in the U.S. Army Special Forces as a Green Beret, Navy SEALs, Delta Force, Rangers, um, Marines, you know, special operations in general. And I realized there they teach us a lot about the whole man concept. And they evaluate us on our ability not just to kick down doors and shoot bad guys in the face, but also on our ability to to build rapport and the relationships of trust and negotiate, you know, oftentimes high stake negotiations with strategic level implications at place. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I also combined science. So I have researchers, PhDs, experts that, um, that are, are the best in, in their industry, in their field. And I combined special operations with science. And that's what Mission Six Zero is. And that's that's what we do. We, we provide leadership with the combination of soft special operations forces and science. And so we look at the whole man concept and call it the total warrior concept. So we have six domains that we focus on simultaneously in balance. So mental, physical, spiritual, social, emotional, and professional. So those are our six domains. And, um, you know, we try to strive for equilibrium in all six of the domains. Now, it's very difficult to have balance. I mean, nobody's perfect. So you're, it's going to ebb and flow. You're going to be better at one thing or the other. But it's good to recognize what you're not proficient at, what you're not good at, and really work at that. You know, we'll find guys that are, you know, and I'm stereotyping here that have millions and millions of dollars and been super successful in their business yet you know they're completely out of shape they're on a verge of a heart attack and and they just got their third divorce right so it's like well you're crushing life professionally physically you're not you know socially you're not or you have a guy that's you know got two percent body fat that is you know can run a, a five minute mile this is an absolute stud in the weight room you know, but he lives in his grandmother's basement. Well, you're, you're crushing it physically, but, you know, oh, yeah. professionally, you need some help there. And so we're looking at the whole person, the total warrior, and that's what we what we do. It, it, it's so good. And, and I'm a big believer that um, I just like to get up at dark 30 in the morning, Jason. It works for me. Yeah, It always, ha it always has forever and a day. But seven days a week, I get up at the same time in my morning ritual is that where the first hour is always the same because 
it propels me throughout the day. I work on myself harder for the first hour of every morning yeah, than, than anybody else does. I do it maybe because that's how I was raised because my dad, though he didn't serve in the military, was, you know, he, he did a lot of work as a rocket scientist for the United States Air Force. So he brought a lot of that into how I was raised. But I'm a big believer. It's how you capture the morning. I love all the things that you speak about. But to me, it starts first thing in the morning is how well you capture that first hour when you wake up. Yeah, I love what you just said. Capture the morning. It can be a new slogan on a T-shirt. You know, that's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's, curious. It's so true. But, you know, for, for me, it's, you know, whatever's hard for you, do it. You know, if it's mm -hmm. hard for you to get up in the morning, do it. If it's hard yeah. for you to do something, do it. And life throws uh, a curveball at you from time to time. Like my, ha I, I developed habits in the military where I did get up in the morning, right? Where it's not super hard for me to get up in the morning. And all of a sudden I've got kids now, young kids, three years old and one year old. Um, and they, well, at least my daughter likes to get up early in the morning. It's almost like a competition between the two of us who can get up earlier. You know what I mean? And so a lot of my morning now, which I'm used to is now disrupted by having to take care of my daughter in the morning. And so you have to adjust and, and figure out how to move forward, how to fail forward in order to, to succeed. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. This is, um, you know, if you think in the, the life of a sales professional, uh, there are so many moments of decision throughout the day, whether you're going to, um, you know, do the hard things, which in sales are things like prospecting, building your network, um, you know, the, the things that uh, you don't want to do, or whether you're going to take the easy way out and shuffle some paperwork or, you know, check ESPN or, or whatever. When you get to that moment, uh, and there's, there's probably a hundred of them, maybe more a thousand in a given day, some days, when you get to that moment of decision of, am I going to make a hard choice or am I just going to take the easy way out here? What, what do you do or what do you recommend that we do to uh, put ourselves in the direction of the hard choice? Yeah, man, that's awesome. I would say two things. One, don't listen to yourself, talk to yourself. And so in those moments of weakness, when you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to check ESPN, I'm going to take a break. Well, first off, of course, you're going to need to take breaks as a person throughout the day to get yourself in the optimal performance state of mind. And that's okay. Right. I'm not saying you have to be a machine or anything like that, but mm -hmm. in those moments of weakness, you know, don't listen to those voices in your head. that are saying, Hey, it's okay. Let's take a break. Let's, let's cheat. You know, let's have a snack. Let's whatever. Talk to yourself, say it out loud. No, I'm not going to do this right now. You know, like, no, I'm going to do this right now. Or yes, I can do this right now. Yes, I will do this right now. Talk to yourself. And the second thing I would tell you is, um, you know, the special forces in the selection um, process, our instructors would tell us all the time, don't self-assess. Hmm. And so what that means is, you know, as you're going through this process, nobody is giving you feedback. Negative feedback? Nope. Positive feedback? Nope. You got nothing. And so you left, leave yourself wondering, how am I doing? Am I Am I going to graduate from this course? Am I doing this well? Am I, you know, am I doing this poorly? And so when you're left alone like that, those voices in your head that I was talking about, 
they start to creep up. And so sometimes you get overconfident. Oh, I'm crushing this. And you're not. And other times, most times you're thinking, oh, man, like, what am I doing here? I'm failing at everything. This sucks. You know, like, why? I'm going to fail. I can't do this. And so the instructors are like, don't self-assess because they want us to, to find a battle buddy, a wingman, somebody that you can trust that can give you the truth, the ground truth, an honest assessment and say, hey, man, like you're struggling. You know, like this is, you know, you need to step up. Or, hey, bro, you're crushing it. Like, keep it up. Like, you're doing really well. I'm just telling you. And, you know, you can't just find a random person to give that advice to because you don't know whether or not it's going to be accurate or not. But find somebody that you you trust that can give you the ground truth, no matter how hard it is to hear, and listen to that advice. Deliberate accountability. That's good. <laughs> it, it, remind, it reminds me, hey, Jason, one of my favorite sayings, and I'm guilty of this, I'm, a, I'm actually a pro at this is mental gymnastics. It's all the self-talk. It's all yeah. the talk. So, yeah, I mean, that's why chapter three of your book, Deliberate Discomfort, just hit home. It's it's that self-reflection. That's why I've developed it so much as part of my morning ritual is looking in that mirror and doing that self-assessment and doing the self-reflection and becoming aware of who we are so we can stop the mental gymnastics. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, the chapter three is all about flow and flow state. How do I get into flow state? And, and we talk about your values. You know, why is it so important to have values, what they mean to you, how they help define your um, your identity and, and help you make decisions as you move forward in life. And and when I first heard this years and years and years ago, I thought, ah, whatever. It's just some mumbo jumbo, you know, but the more I was, kind of surrounded by it and the more people that were actual credible sources, Navy SEALs and Green Berets and Delta Force and Rangers and telling me that, listen, this is true. You know, get after this, find out who you are, find out your values. Like, what do you believe in? Who are you? You know, and then going through this process of, of really digging deep into my heart and finding out what my values are. And then understanding the decisions I make in life are based on what I hold dear, what my values are. That was a powerful, you know, aha epiphany type moment for me, you know, and, and for me, it's, you know, you can have 500 values, but you really got to whittle it down to, to three to five values that you can really look at and say, this is me, you know? And, and when I found out that loyalty, determination and resourcefulness were kind of the values that I hold dear, you know, that, that helped me become a better person and a better leader, you know, and, and a bit better decision maker. Fantastic. Jason, um, what a, what a fantastic conversation. And this is so drilled in and spot on for what, what we need as high performance salespeople. This, this is great. And thank you for sharing time today. Thanks for the book. And uh, thanks for being a kindred spirit with selling from the heart. My pleasure. Time just flew by. We'll have to hang out again soon, but Jason, it's been a real yeah, pleasure. A pleasure. Such a treat. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Awesome. Larry. Wow. Um, Deliberate discomfort. Here we go. Uh, what I mean, challenge to the core here in terms of what we need to do as sales, sales reps. What, what, what stood out to you in this conversation, Larry? Um, so many things. There are so many things. I, I think the biggest thing it, it reinforces my favorite saying is capture the morning. Yes. 
is, you know, that's going to be uncomfortable for a lot of people because I get it, Daryl. Some people are night owls, but it, it goes back to our friend Joe Jacoby when he started talking about starting lines versus finish lines. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer. Get uncomfortable first thing in the morning and watch what starts to happen. Do that. Do the inner work, right? Do the self-talk, the self-care, the self-awareness, the self-reflection, because I promise you this, it will help you kickstart and move forward with what you do the rest of the day. I liked it. Uh, The other thing I really appreciate about Jason's approach is the balanced concept of looking at the different areas of your life. And there may be some areas where you're great at getting uncomfortable, but maybe for you, it's like you're talking about here, personal reflection, you know, like, yeah, I'm not going there. Or maybe, um, you know, maybe for me, uh, day one on a new fitness challenge for me there, I put it out there publicly, right? Um, it's choosing discomfort in an area where you may not be comfortable, uh, where you, you just haven't done that before or done it consistently starting the day with that. That's just so powerful, Larry. Yeah. And I, I don't even zero in on what Jason had said in the very beginning, when you asked him, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? And I thought that was just brilliant because it all goes, well, what's in your heart? And that's, it, it directly ties into our philosophy of working on heart, mind, and body. Because if you have an empty heart or your heart's broken, it's hard to bring the best version of yourself forward. And that's and that's what I would challenge our listeners over the next week is grab a sheet of paper, right? And start jotting down what are your values? What's in your heart? What can you bring forward to help somebody become better? Amazing. What a fantastic conversation today. And this is definitely one that I'll want to hit rewind on and take some deep notes. Grab a copy of Jason's book, Deliberate Discomfort. And until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, choose deliberate discomfort, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.